On the Grindhouse Girls podcast, we discuss all things spoopy, scary, and strange. Some content may be disturbing or graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Sidetracks, the unscripted and unruly series where we share with you what we've been watching and whether it's worth your time. This is the Grindhouse Girls Podcast. Hi, Brett. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I think we're both a little sleep deprived, so this should be an interesting episode. (laughs) I'm sleep deprived and Gizmo is in the background because he started freaking out because it started raining and he does not like the rain. And so if you hear crunch, crunch, crunching in the background, it is him crunch, crunch, crunching away on a rawhide so uh actually it's his toothbrush it's his dental chew uh but i got a thick one so it would take him a while to be distracted so apologies just consider it asmr of the crunching (laughs) i can't say anything any given moment you may hear uh dogs in the background snoring or chewing on a toy or also (laughs) because they're like chewing on each other um you know so it's fine we're used to that kind of noise yeah i'm kind of used to it by now i know i brought him in while we were right before recording and i set the dental chew on my desk and then i picked up gizmo to say hi to Brittany, and he just starts barking he's like give me the dental chew i was like okay well guess guess we're not gonna be cute <laughs> right now yeah he was nope. a brat the other day he was a total brat i came home so first of all yesterday i went from work to painting a set at the theater if you want to see waiting for godot it's at birmingham festival theater september 1st through 17th by the way it's by samuel beckett it's great um but i was i was finishing painting the floor part of the set and i finished doing that and then i had another committee meeting around the corner and it started raining and so someone was late for that and I had to go fix i was trying to go fix a computer problem afterwards so i didn't get home until like 10 30 which is unusual for me if i don't have rehearsal and i got home and it'd been raining and storming at my house the whole time and gizmo was a complete cuntosaurus apparently all day scott was like he won't stop whining he won't stop barking he won't poop because the grass is wet and i've had those days with gizmo before so I was like, I'm so sorry. He was he was so tired. I was so tired. And then I went to Whataburger on my way home. And, like, they decided to make me fresh onion rings. And they were delicious. But it took them, like, ten minutes. And I was, like, sitting 
like in the in the parking lot like i just want to eat i'm so hungry oh because i didn't get dinner in between work and everything else so uh that was fun so that's why i'm tired but it'll be fine the the floor looks pretty so it was worth it (laughs) yay yay i know you've had dogs waking you up at all hours Yes, that's true. That's what I always keep saying is that uh, the girls are officially potty trained, which is lovely. Uh, but the only thing is, is that now they're just like, I have to go pee. And they decide between 4.30 and 5, they have to go pee. Um, but once they do, they're like, I get up and play. And I'm like, no, we lay back down and sleep. And they're like, no, we get up and play now. So, uh, my yeah. God. So I'm at the yeah. whim of two five-month-old puppies, but it's okay. <laughs> It's okay. At least they're cute. Yes, very cute. They're sweet. Yeah. Oh, puppies. Yeah, it's been it's been a weird week. I mean, after all the turmoil of seeing Old Boy in theaters, it was the Sidewalk Film Festival in Birmingham, which I was planning on volunteering at, but the set stuff got... I was like, I can't. I have to paint all weekend. So I ended up not being able to go, which sucks. But there were some really good movies, and I'm excited. They played The Room again, and Mark from The Room was visiting. I was like, every time he's in town, I'm busy. Because he comes to Sidewalk a lot to do screenings of The Room, and sometimes some of his films that he's directed. Even, um, I can't remember his name, but the the Ken that was Ryan Gosling's Ken's yes. enemy came to Birmingham about, uh, mm-hmm. Sim, Sim, Sim Liu? Is that his yeah, name? I think you're right, Sim Liu? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. really like him. He seems like a really nice dude. Cause he did Shang Shang Chi Shang Shang Li Shang Shang Chi the the Rings the Marvel movie the Rings yes yeah. and Aquafina was in it yes oh yeah that's I'm right. not a big I'm not you know you all know I'm not the biggest Marvel person but um I thought that was cool. I don't know if he was at Sidewalk, but he just happened to be here. And Matthew McConaughey has also been filming, and Kurt Russell in the Birmingham area. It's not filming. It's not filming related, but you seen Lana Del Rey was like working at a Waffle House in Alabama, and like it turns out she was visiting family, and like it was a huge thing. Like it's just like Lana Del Rey at the Waffle House, you know? Yeah, and she was like (laughs) a nail salon, and someone's like, "I went in to get my nails, and there was Lana Del Rey." I was like, "Oh, people." Cool. People Just get... Alabama things. There are some, like, very, like, cool bands from Alabama. Like, there's the Alabama Shakes. And I do know people who are friends with them, but, like, I don't know them personally. But then also there's, um, they've broken up now, but the Civil Wars. Also, yeah. uh, the gentleman, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Oh, he's fantastic. But he grew up in Florence, Alabama. And I had a friend in college who was a big Swifty, and he was like, every time I see him at a coffee shop when he's visiting family, I'm like, oh, you were on stage with Taylor Swift. And I was like, he was on stage with himself. He's amazing. I cannot remember. You know what I'm talking about. He's like the beard. He's a really great guitarist. I remember Civil Wars that Joy is the female, but then I always blank on his name, too. I feel like his name is like John David, or it's like some two-name thing, because every... Almost every boy in the South, well, I should say person assigned male at birth, and a lot of female people uh, in the South go by their first and middle names. Uh, yes. Like John David's, uh, there's a lot of Johns. It's like John Matthew, John Michael, a lot of John Michaels. I met a lot of John Michaels growing up. And there's always like, 
Emma Grace. I I remember yeah. there were like Mary Graces. Like yeah, you think John Mary Paul Ann White. is Ma- Ah, John Paul yeah, John- White. And Joy Williams. And I was like, I remember Joy, but yeah. I not remember John Paul, so. I used to work with someone who, like, she, either, like, she was married to a musician, and so she knew a bunch of musicians, or she was just friends with a lot of musicians, and she always had dirt on all of, like, the, like, people that were, like, from the South. And she, she had some, she said some stuff about the, the Civil Wars that I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not even gonna repeat, but it was very juicy, but I don't think it was true but every time yeah. like i was like oh i like this band she's like oh did you hear this and she did know a lot of musicians and like like uh not groupies uh roadies i was like that's yeah. not the term i'm thinking and so i was like it could be legit but it could all just be a rumor mill too yeah but- well that was the thing that eventually i think caused the civil wars to break up as an act is that they were both married and i mean you can watch like the video for poison and wine and there's just, like, so much chemistry there. And it's a beautiful music yeah. video. But it's also very, very dangerous to equate chemistry with people having affairs. Like, there's two completely yes. different things. You can have chemistry with friends, coworkers, acquaintances. It doesn't mean you're sleeping with them. And that is that, that you know, can cause friction within marriages yes. and stuff. And I think they basically chose their families over that band when yeah. those things, those rumors started to surface. I guess we should talk about movies. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I didn't watch a whole lot, but I did watch three things. One of them I know me and you have both have seen, and the other two I'll wait. So we'll start with what did you watch? So the other night I went to watch a horror movie um, to go to sleep, and Scott was like, oh, I know, let's turn on 31. By Rob Zombie. Okay, yeah. And he sarcastically said it was his best movie. He was very sleepy. And I was... And I'm not a big Rob Zombie fan. I fell asleep. You're not a Rob Zombie fan? No. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. It was like... It was... I Because, you know, I I like Lords of Salem. I genuinely like that movie. It's been, I think, two years Mm -hmm. since we did that movie. Because, like, my Google Mm -hmm. photos was like, Hey, remember you did this artwork for this movie? And I really liked that movie. But I do not like House of a Thousand Corpses. I watched it and was just like, okay, so this is just bad Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But 31 is like, I like the idea of like, it's like a, like you get kidnapped and you're in a maze and Malcolm McDowell is in fucking like uh, Versailles outfits, like... Like, that that part, Rococo, that's the kind of, like, that that was all fun and good, and that was great. But, like, you spend so much time with these awful people that I do not like. I don't like any of the characters that get trapped. But there were some actors that were also in uh, Lords of Salem. Like, Meg Foster was one of the people, and of course, Sherry Moon Zombie. And I think... One of the guy who was like, her, I think the two radio hosts, co-hosts from oh, yeah. Lord of Salem. I think they're both in it too. Um, and I didn't realize this, but Richard Brake, I want to say, what is his name? Lou Temple's in it. Richard Brake, yeah, for, who was also uh, one of the guys from Mandy is also in it. So yeah, I mean he was good. I forgot he... Oh, no, no. And he was the he was the creepy dad in Barbarian. Maybe he wasn't in Mandy. I thought he was in Mandy, though. 
Yeah, he was. He was the chemist. Okay, okay. And Mandy, yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy. He's also yeah. in it. I don't know. It was what it was. And I fell asleep, and I don't know if anybody actually um, survived. Oh, the guy that was Herman in the Munsters was in it. That's who I'm thinking of. Oh, but I think- yeah, he's he's the one that's also uh, the the co-host that's in love with her in Lords yes, of Salem. Whitey. Yeah. Why? Yes, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was the same guy, but I was, I fell asleep. It was, it was not fun. <laughs> I would say it's, I think, ugh, I feel like House of a Thousand Corpses had a better plot, which I never thought I'd say that, than 31. It was very stupid. And it's supposed to be like on Halloween, but it wasn't very Halloween-y, you mm. know? It was just kind of like, because it was like in the desert. It was just kind of gross. And I'm just like, eh. I just... Anyways. But now Scott likes Rob Zombie more than I do. But he knows that, like, I'm like, I'm like, I like the person. I just, I... His movies are always, like, they just, you know, fizzle out at some point and it annoys me. But I watched that. That was what it was. (laughs) But speaking of weird, bad Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I did start playing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Oh, yeah. And it is it is great. If you like horror movies, especially the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series, or if you play Dead by Daylight, it is... I think it's actually a better setup than Dead by Daylight because... So, like, it's the same people that did the Friday the 13th video game, but instead of it just being, like, Jason against four survivors, there's... The, you play three members of the family against four survivors or victims or whatever. So basically, Mm -hmm. like, there's five different family members you can choose from, and they all have different abilities, and then there's five different um, victims you can choose from, and they all have different abilities. But everyone's pretty evenly stacked. It just depends on, like, what you, how you want to play the game. Like, there's one character that can actually, like, physically fight back, and then there's another character who like, is really quiet and can sneak around really well, and then there's one that can run really fast, and so, like, it just kind of depends on, like, what your play style is. So, it is really fun. It is very accurate to the movie. Like, it is super accurate. They did a really good job. And they have the house, the gas station, and the slaughterhouse. Oh, Right nice. now, those are the three locations. And you can play them at different times during the day. So, you can play them at night, during the day, or, like, in the morning. So, which is, it's really good. And it's not, like... I don't think I don't think they realized people were going to be playing it this much because it, it seems like it's a niche game, but it's really fun because like okay, like when you play Dead by Daylight and you play the killer, it's you against all these people, and sometimes it can get really toxic. But when you're both playing as teams, it gets way less toxic. The only thing I will say is I like to play Sissy when I'm a killer, and I like to play Julie when I'm a victim. I had six times in a row, which made me walk away from the game one night. Uh, It was the first night it was on. And I kept playing as Sissy, and I would get the victim, and I would, like, attack them. And right when I was about to kill them, somebody else, one of the other family members would swoop in and take my kill. 
And I was very annoyed because I was like, what is it because I'm playing as a girl or is it just I think it was just people were excited. But like when it happened like twice, I was like, okay. third time I was like, uh, and then like it happened like like five times. Like if it happens one more time and it did. And I was like, Scott, because Scott and I were playing together. I was like, I am going to have to turn off. That is a sign. Because I am getting upset, and I don't want to be upset while I play games. I, I don't yeah. really, like, that's not fun for me. And I was like, and then the next time I played, that didn't really happen very much. So I did get to finally kill somebody, which was fun. Because Sissy has this thing where, like, like I unlocked a kill where, like, you blow poison in someone's face. And then you sing to them. She sings. Because she, like, mm-hmm. was at Spawn Ranch. And stuff is her backstory, and she came back to Texas, but she's like a flower child, basically, who's fucking crazy and a psychopathic killer, but she wears, like, this cute little mod 60s dress, and then she's, like, like singing these creepy little cult songs. It's great. It's fun to play as her. So, it's fun. I've played as Leatherface a couple times. I like Sissy better, but Leatherface is kind of fun once you, like, get it going yeah but you can't like run around as Leatherface. but it's fun i think if you like horror movies it's very fun to play and i would recommend it again if you like horror movies and if you like asymmetrical horror games but it's fun what was the thing i didn't watch that you watched oh no 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 i said there was uh sorry i've watched two things that i don't know if you watched but there's one thing i know we both watch because we talk about it every week so I was going to save that for last for obvious reasons. Okay. Well, well, yeah, I have a couple more things, but you go ahead and tell me something you watched. Yeah. So I actually, so um, as you guys know, I mentioned my older brother a lot on the podcast. He's a year older than me, so we're very close in age. Uh, and we grew up playing a lot of video games together. And a game we always played together that actually was made into a TV series recently on Peacock is Twisted Metal. I haven't uh, watched so, it yet, but I probably will. Uh, so it's, it's really funny because <laughs> Twisted, Twisted Metal Black was like one of my favorite games when I was a kid and it actually came out for PlayStation 2 in like 2001. Uh, so I was like 12 years old playing this game. Um, loved it though. And um, so my brother was like, we had heard about it and then I, you know, obviously we saw the promo images of Sweet Tooth and stuff or Needles Kane. Um, yeah. I was like, okay, okay. And then I found out that Will Arnett actually provides the voice for him. And I was like, holy shit, it's fucking Bojack Horseman. Okay, like, I really need to watch <laughs> this. And then, so Brandon loved it. And then my older nephew, Draven, really got into it to the point that now he really wants to dress up as, like, Needle slash Sweet Tooth for a uh, Halloween. That's the and clown, so we're right? Like, yeah, it's the clown. So That's the clown, kind of like right? The, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it's been kind a of like long time since I played Twisted Metal. And I don't think yeah. I've played it. I think I've watched people play it, so. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So for people who aren't really per- familiar with the premise of the game, it's basically there's, like, this guy named Calypso, and the Twisted Metal contests are just like, hey, whoever wins, I'll grant you your one wish. Calypso is like, I'll grant the winner your one wish. Uh, so basically you are in deck out cars. You can pick different characters to play in deck out cars. And you drive around in deck out cars and like try to kill each other, right? And when I was a kid, the most horrifying character to me was Axel, who's just this man who's attached to two giant wheels. Like his arms and legs are like in two giant wheels. I don't like so that. Like, I'm I don't like, like yeah, that at all. Yeah, we, me and Draven don't, don't like either. We're, we're both like, yeah, that gives us some kind of phobia. I but, used to have um, a recurring nightmare where... I was filled with wires like a computer. Oof. And it was 
the worst kind of body horror. There wasn't any blood or anything. It just made me feel so gross. It was like you slid open my skin and it was just wires. Yeah, it's like, what in the serial experiment slaying is going on here? Yeah. Well, also, like, it was something, like, connected to, like, a smart house. Like, I was part of... It was weird. It was just, like, it was a recurring nightmare I had, like, in college and high school. And my skin would be, like, crawling when I woke up. So anything where it's, like, body modification, where it's, like, wheels for hands, I'm just like, I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, it's like, also, it's like, what's really protecting you? Because everyone else is in a oh. car, but your your fucking body is just, like, out I there. I should also <laughs> say, except for, like, if you have, like, a prosthetic arm or leg. That is not gross to me at all. Like, that doesn't gross me out. It's, like, specific things that, like, I don't know. Like, it just seems like it would be painful to be a part of. And I don't know. It's, like, the Frankenstein of it all. But, like, prosthetics are very different. I actually find prosthetics kind of fascinating. Yeah, you're just like, you know, yeah, that's completely different than, like, just, yeah. like, being attached to, like, two giant fucking wheels. That's, like, that good. Those are, like, the characters in the video game, right? So you're just like, okay, how are they going to tackle this TV show? And what they really do with this TV show is, like, there's, it's kind of like its own little universe where essentially it's, like, a post-apocalyptic society. And there's a character, John Doe, who's actually a character in the Twisted Metal games, but this is, like, a different version of him. And he's a milkman. And what milkmen do, they run, like, errands from civilization to civilization, all while potentially getting killed for, like, you know, products like milk and stuff. Yeah. And this milkman and John Doe characters played by Anthony Mackie, who I mainly know as the Falcon from like the Avengers movie, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, then we have Stephanie he's in a Beatrice. lot of stuff though. Yeah, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. That's just like the first thing that comes to mind anytime I see his face. But Stephanie Beatrice is in it, so she had a a, a bit part in BoJack Horseman. But more than that, she's also Maribel in Akanto. Uh, so we probably know her more for her voice actor oh, work, yeah. but she's she's amazing. Well, and also, re- um, not uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, I've never seen Brooklyn Nine Nine. So see, that's <gasps> where really, yeah, I've never seen it. So I, I love. Guess... She's hilarious. She's like the April Ludgate okay. of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like her character is like always mad at and like never smiles, and is ah. just like, what do you want? Like she's like tough cop lady. Well, she's, she's like great. pretty much she's pretty much the second late character. So it's like her and the John Doe character, the two late characters in the show. Um, but the comedy, I really like the comedy because it's kind of like this. Um, how do I describe it? Like it doesn't take itself too seriously. There's serious stuff that happens within the context of the show, but it's almost like the. Com- I will say, I I'm looking up the cast list. And because my brother and my parents really like to watch pro wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, specifically WWE stuff, Samoa Joe is the body. Yes, for Sweet, of Tooth. The Sweet Tooth. And I, yes, I know who that is because of my brother. So thanks, John. He has like so Samoa Joe has like a great physicality to this character, and of course Will Arnett's voice is like you know in my head. It's like obviously Will Arnett is a phenomenal actor. I always think of him as Bojack yeah. Horseman because it's one of my favorite. He's shows, a great voice but, actor. But yeah, well, he's great. His voice. Arrested Development yeah. is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Although he's great, I love Bojack Horseman, but I still haven't finished it. But I've watched all of Arrested Development, and I love it. And he is so fucking hilarious in Arrested Development. Job is just like such a fucking idiot, but Will Arnett plays it so well. 
And this also, is just that one sh- episode of Parks and Rec that he guests in. The one where he goes on the blind date with Leslie, and then, like, he ends up, like, giving her an MRI, and he's just this total <laughs> asshole, and it's so funny. Because at the time, I think they were still married at that point, so. Oh, that's funny. And see, that's, like, he he is allowed in this show, too, to show off those comedic chops again, so, um... But yeah, it, there's this, like, there's a reoccurring comedy throughout this series where it's like it doesn't take itself too seriously, even as serious things happens. And the only thing I can mm-hmm. kind of, like, tell you guys that, like, so me and my brother have this specific sense of humor that, like, not everything that we think is funny is funny to other people. But, for example, there's a scene in the show. I'm not going to spoil who it is or what's going on. But there's a character that's being hung upside down, and another character comes along and it's like, well, what do you think he do? did to get there and they're like and it's like i did nothing and it's like well maybe he's a bad person i'm not like, you, like it's just like i don't know it's so it's so it's what so, show like, is funny. that uh, this is this is literally a scene in twisted metal like this is like the oh, type okay. of humor the humor in twisted metal that is sounds just fun like, yeah it's i've like been very type. very cautious to i haven't watched it yet but scott and i have like almost turned it on several times because he got Peacock to watch. He loves so- Premier League, so we've been watching. He's a Liverpool fan, so we watched Liverpool pull it out. They got red carded, got a player pulled, and then won three to t- three to one. It was fin- And the same guys, oh no, two to one. The same guy scored both of their goals, too. It was really cool. So anyways, Twisted Metal, right? Yeah, yeah, but I, I do like it. So we are on, I think there's <laughs> 10 episodes all together. I think we just finished episode 7. So we're not at the end of the series. I did ask my brother as a slight spoiler. I'm like, is this going to be a limited thing? And he said, the way it ends, he goes, no, it's definitely setting up for a second season. So it looks like there okay. is going to be a good possibility of a second season. So yeah, I'm liking it so far. It's not perfect, but it is fun, and it's not something that you have to think too deeply about when you're watching it. Well, that's good. What else did you watch? I watched, so one scary thing and one funny thing. I watched The Vanishing, the original Dutch movie. It's on Criterion. Apparently, the American remake is not so good. What but year? 1988. Okay. Um, it's so, so it was uh, not to spoiler. Don't watch it because it will spoil the ending for you. But it was 100 scariest movie moments. It was mentioned there, and it's basically this uh, Dutch couple are in France on vacation, and uh, they go to this gas station, and you kind of meet them and get their dynamic and like like. For instance, like, their car runs out of gas in this dark tunnel, and the, uh, the... He called her wife, but then all the synopses say that it's his girlfriend, but I'm gonna say wife, because that's what he says in the, um, translation. So the wife is, um, Saskia? Saskia? Yeah, Saskia. Um, Saskia is, like... Gets he kind of abandons her in the tunnel because she's like, no, no, I have a flashlight, and he's like, I'm not gonna wait for the flashlight, just come on. But then like they apologize, and then they like bury these coins under a tree, and she's like, okay, I'm gonna go get us a beer and a coke, and he's like, okay, see you soon, and he like, and she just like never comes back, and so for three like then you go ahead three years and you find out who the killer is up front, and you find out like why he or not killer, I shouldn't say killer, but the perpetrator. Uh, is who who took her 
and you kind of find out his backstory, and then it skips ahead to, like, three years later, and he still hasn't found her. And then it kind of becomes this cat and mouse of, like, the killer's just like, do you want to know what happened to her? And he's like, I shouldn't say, again, I shouldn't say killer, but the bad man says, would you like to know what happened? You have to, like, I can let you know what happened, but I can't tell you. I have to show you. And it's very weird. But it's a very good movie. And I will say, like, don't, I've tried really hard not to spoil it, but that'll, I knew all that going up front and it still was a very interesting watch. It was really good. I wouldn't call it, it is like horror, but it's it's more of like a thriller, like a crime thriller than anything else. Um, but I did like it and it is really well made. And like language wise, they're a Dutch couple, but it, a lot of it is in French. So, um, but it's not like, kind of like, I would say like film style, almost kind of similar to like, uh, like a, the piano teacher where... It's, like, very, like, just, like, filming, like, crowd scenes and stuff and, like, I don't know. It's really well done. But it is, really, really sad. But it's it's interesting. Definitely. I would say definitely a movie to watch. But then, funny, Scott really likes the movie 21 Jump Street. And he I had never seen it before. And so we ended up watching that. The funny thing is, have you seen it before? I have it, but incidentally, that's one of Taylor's favorite movies, too. He likes that movie okay. as well. It is really funny. I laughed the entire time. It is very funny. I will say that. But, you know, the original TV show had Johnny Depp in it, right? Well, I, I'm not going to spoil where this happens, but there's a cameo with Johnny Depp in it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. And Scott didn't know that there was a TV show. Until, oh. like, we were in the middle of watching. I was like, yeah, there was a TV show. And Johnny Depp was in the TV show. And he was like, oh, that makes so much more Because there's a whole joke about people, like, repeating stuff. Also, Ice Cube's in it. And um, a bunch of people are in it. It's really funny. The only thing I don't like is Brie Larson plays an 18-year-old high school student that Jonah Hill's character falls in love with. And I did not like that. It should have yeah. been, like, she should have said, I got held back a year or two. Then I would have been like, okay, if she's like 19, but like, I don't know, 18 to see. And I will say they are young police officers. So he is probably only like 22, 23, maybe. But at the same time, it just made me feel like uh, icky. But other she's done high very school. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like being 18 is one thing, but 18 in high school is something else altogether. Yeah. It was very, I did not like that. I didn't like that aspect of it at all. But it is very funny. If you like, like, super bad, like, it's that kind of humor. So, but it, it's more action-packed and more exciting than a Judd Apatow movie. No offense, Judd Apatow. I like a lot of Judd Apatow movies, but sometimes it gets a little mumblecore in a comedy. And then it's, like, really slapstick. It kind of, like, has a fine line between them. But I really liked it. I would say, yeah, it's probably most... I haven't seen the second one, but apparently we're going to have to watch the second one soon. Because there's, like... A bunch of jokes that he's like, you don't know that because you haven't seen 21 Jump Street. And I was like, he's like, oh shit, actually that joke was just 22 Jump Street. I was like, well, I guess we're watching that later. But I would I would recommend it. I think it's on, I can't remember what streaming service it's on. I'm like, I want to say it's on either Peacock or Max, but I could be wrong. Oh, it is on Peacock. I was right. Yay. It's on Peacock. Cool. Peacock it is. Yeah, Peacock has a lot of good movies right now. They have You Won't Be Alone, 
which is that really haunting horror movie about the witch played by oh yeah, wanna, yeah, yeah. is it Rooney Mara or that's the one on. that I don't like it's Rooney it, Mara. It looks like very visually like gorgeous, but I don't, yes. I don't know a lot about the movie honestly. But Nimira Pace plays. It's like in. It takes place in like I think olden times. I I don't want to say medieval, but maybe more like like seventeenth century. Mm-hmm. And she the, she's like a witch, and she really wants to know what it's like to be a human. And she a- apparently accidentally kills a peasant, and then takes the peasant's form to find out what it's like to be a human being. Mm. So it kind of sounds like under like the, the skin, yeah, but like, like the, not aliens. Yeah, I was like or the Little, little mermaid. mermaid. Yeah, I was yeah that too. Mm-hmm. But with murder. But it looks really pretty and, like, really, like, um, atmospheric. And it looked interesting. Yeah. But that's only, really, like, all I watched. I feel like maybe I watched something else, but we can talk about it later if it was something important. But let's... I will tell you the second thing I watched. Um, so, we did participate in a, a National Cinema Day on Sunday. And How was that? I, we took our 13 and 16 year old nephews. And Uh I will say this, my nephews are not perfect children, but they know how to behave in a movie theater. I think a lot of people took uh, cinema day as let the movie theaters babysit your children day. Oh no. Cause there was a lot of younger teenagers running around, no adults in sight. I'm talking about in the theater, kids were having full-fledged conversations. Their cell phones were going off. One girl was talking to her mom during a part of the movie. Because she was like, yeah, mom, I'm just in the theater. And I'm like, yeah, oh you're in the God. fucking theater. Uh, someone had the, the you know, the phone that, like, you know, it almost does, like, a flashlight thing that lights up when you get a yeah. Someone had yeah. that. I was like, okay, I'm a I'm a white woman. I'm 34 years old. If I show my ass, I'm gonna look like a Karen. I really don't want to look like a Karen, but I'm getting really pissed. The, the Karening is, was beginning. Yeah, and the thing is, the theater was so busy, so we like walked in, and the line just for the concessions was out the door. So I was like, okay, no popcorn for us. Weird. Guys. Yeah, I was like, no popcorn yeah. for us. Um. So I was like, there's no point in even trying to file a complaint because they would be too busy to even remotely do anything about it. There was, like, nothing yeah. to do. Ooh. Now, on to the movie. And granted, I will have to watch it again because I was trying to laser focus, but the text messages got me a few times. We did see Talk yeah. to Me. <gasps> oh, did you like it? I I actually really did like it. I would say... okay. If we have low tier, middle tier, and top tier A24 films, I would say it would be a high, middle, almost top tier. Like, it's not okay. like top three, top four A24, but it is really good. Um, it's very, it's it's 90 minutes, so it's not a very long film. Um, Katie knows the premise, and I'm sure most of you have seen the trailer, but mm-hmm. for the people who haven't seen the trailer, basically a group of teenagers, it kind of becomes this party game that they have like this kind of... Um, amputated hand and when they hold it if you say talk to me you see a spirit trying to communicate with you and then you can let the spirit in you can say like i invite you in and the spirit will overtake you but you have to like set the timer for 90 seconds because if you go over 90 seconds potentially the spirit can latch on to you and one way or another so um what i would say about this movie Mm. without any kind of uh spoilers it is a directorial debut so it's actually two brothers and i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing their names right but it's danny and michael philippou 
Filipulu, I think they are Australian. I think they're also YouTubers, aren't they? They are, and I've never seen their channel, but it's called Raka Raka, and supposedly they specialize in, like, horror shorts, is my understanding, so I really should be turned on to this. There was, like, some genuine shocking moments in this movie that I love. The thing that I think was the coolest was the the sound for the movie was just incredible because there's like almost like mm-hmm. this noise of like running water and it's very disorienting at times. Uh, I absolutely relish, thank God, there was a moment that was like kind of like the centerpiece of the film that probably happens like at the end of the first act uh, that thank God it was so shocking it actually shut up most of the kids in the theater. Oh, well, that's good. I'm like, thank Fucking God. It is one of those ones that I would love to do it for the podcast because I do think there's enough to talk about with the podcast. Oh, good. Well, we should we should definitely pencil that one in. I think The Vanishing would be really good for the podcast, too, because it is like a very inter... It's a very cerebral horror movie. It's not really cheap scares or anything like that. It's not overly gross at all. Or even, like, really, there's not even a lot of blood or violence, but it's more of just the, like, because you, you follow the perpetrator, and you follow him preparing to do what he's going to do without actually knowing what, like, the whole movie, you don't know what he did to her. Yeah. You don't know if she's, like, kidnapped and in, like, a cellar somewhere, if she's been murdered, or if he let her go and she just disappeared. Like, you don't know any of that. You just know that he's preparing and you can just kind of figure it out, which is why it's a good movie. Then they remade it and the remake sounds really not as good, but the same director remade it in America, like Michael Haneke and um, Funny Games, but I don't think... It was well received. They also changed the ending for the American one. Like a, a more, like not, like not happy, happy, but more just kind of like. Less, yeah. Less I will dark. say the ending of The Vanishing gets you. Like it is pretty terrifying. That's honestly. what uh, I will say for, for talk to me. And you, so the one thing I love about having like kids in my life, even though they're not my children, is like with my nephews. You get to see that little, like, train of thought. Because, you know, for us, we've seen so many movies. We're in our 30s, and we're movie lovers. So it's kind of like, we can see something refreshing, but we also see where, like, things may be. So there's a scene in Talk to Me, for example. You'll see it, Katie, and you'll be like, oh, my God, this reminds me of society. And that's all I'm going to say. But for, like, oh. but for like Draven and Jaden, this was a completely new experience. And at the end of Talk to Me... I look over because I want to see the boys' reaction. And Draven's mouth is just wide open. And he's like, oh my god. Oh my god. I love it. I love it. And Jaden's like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And it was like so just interesting to see that like that. um, Because now, you know, we're so used to like kind of like this idea of elevated horror. And like, you know, like is this movie a metaphor for addiction or trauma? And we're we're kind of used to that as horror fans. But seeing that for someone else's eyes for the first time as they're like formulating their thoughts and opinions. I just I just love that Draven's like mouth was literally open by the end of the movie. And so I thought I was like, oh, yeah, this is a good one. And I can't wait to see it again. In a quiet room. Like, I cannot wait to just be able I to fully take I'll in the bet. movie. Yeah, completely I'll quiet. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that's... <laughs> there's, yeah, there's nothing worse than, like, enjoying a film, but, like, being distracted the whole time. And I like talking through movies, but I like talking through movies at home. 
yeah. if I'm like watching a movie, I'm gonna like be polite if I'm in public. Well, you know, yeah. like my my whole feeling about it is like if it's the first time I'm seeing the film, I really. I, oh yeah, I, you are not a talker. Yeah, I'm just like let me laser focus on it. Like if I've seen it a few times, <laughs> or if we're like sitting in our houses, that's fine. We can chat about it. But if we're in the theater and it's our first time seeing it, I'm like I need to laser focus and that's what like Draven was telling me uh he's like well you know the kids on the other side of Jaden started making out at one point I was like they did not he's like yes they did oh god and I was you took a you took a 13 year old to an r-rated movie Brittany well you know the thing is I will say this my parents were very uh unorthodox and that they let me and my brothers (laughs) watch r-rated films at a very young age and so Jaden's that way too so both the boys watched a trailer I'm like is this something you guys are you gonna be scared are you gonna have nightmares and they're like dad lets us watch scary movies on a regular basis I was like yeah that's how I feel too but I just wanted to make sure so so I guess I guess we gotta talk about Last but not least. And just like the that. The finale of And Just Like That. I actually watched them back to back today. Ah. Because um, it was a part one, part two. Okay, so. I actually do like this, the second season better than the first season. It's, I it's gotten agree. better. I would agree overall. Uh, so before we get into the nitty gritty, I did want to say a cute fact. You may already know this. So Shu, Carrie's first ever pet, her Shoo. cat. Shu, her kitty cat, is actually Sarah Jessica Parker's cat in real life. His name is Lotus. Oh, Yeah, so he he was adopted because she was like, if you think he looks familiar, that's why. And it's like, it turns out that, like, him and his siblings all have, like, botanical theme and they were all rescues. But yeah, so that's actually her kitty Aww. cat. And I thought that was really cute. He's so cute. Yeah. He's cute. I was nervous that something was going to happen to the cat because she left her front door open. And they did, she was like, oh, no, no, no more drama. But I was just like, oh, God, the cat's going to die. No. Okay. So do we want to talk about, let's just talk, let's talk about the biggest elephant in the room. What they've been hinting at the entire season is Kim Cattrall making <sighs> a guest spot, which oh. I didn't mind. It was very Samantha, but I also felt like it could have been used, like, later on in the dinner scene like maybe after she does her thing she gets a phone call and she's like oh it means so much to me that you want it to come but instead it was kind of like a throwaway thing yeah in my opinion it didn't feel very authentic at all in my i i didn't like it i didn't like it i mean yes it's completely samantha but you could tell like you can tell like SJ. She didn't want to be there. They did not like this was not them talking. No matter how good they thought they ended it, I was like, they these two women were not talking. You could tell there was like I don't know. And that's my thing. It feels almost like a cop out. Like they they for her not to even like speak to Miranda and Charlotte and just like to have this little scene of her and Carrie talking for like a minute and a half. I Well, she did say Miranda and Charlotte told me. Yeah. Yeah. But I have a feeling that she was like, okay, you get me for one day of filming. That's all. In a car. It, it just felt like it didn't feel very authentic to me. It was a it was a no, major, major letdown. She could have not done it. And at least she gave them a... I don't know. Maybe she'll... Maybe something will happen next season if things are better between them. But I wouldn't count on it. Me but, either. you know, it was... You know, there are friends that you move away from and you only talk to every so often. So it is, I guess, kind of a realistic thing. 
But yeah. uh, how did you feel about them handling Stanford? You know what? I didn't really hate that. I didn't hate it. I, I will say... Did you I'm hate not, the photoshopped picture? I did hate the photoshopped picture. Yeah. I, I don't the think we need the picture. I'm glad that they, like, they gave, like, Sanford, like, some kind of peace. Like, obviously, they weren't able to get the closure because the actor yeah. passed away in real life. And I understand that. But it, it was... I think they handled it the best way they could handle it, personally. Yeah. Yeah. It... Yeah, it was interesting. So, if you haven't watched it, Stanford has become a monk in Japan. And, uh, yeah, which is fine. I will say, like, it was, I do think I like Anthony more towards the end of this series. And I do like, also, uh, and I'm blanking on the actor's name, but the the Anthony's actor mm-hmm. is in fantastic shape. Yeah, yeah, he He's in great shape. I'm just gonna say, I think he's in the best shape of any of the actors. He's a he's from the aged original series. Very, he's aged very, very well. Anthony, no, that's that's his character's name. Yeah. What is his? What is the actor's name? <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, he's great. He's funny, but like sometimes the character of Anthony grates me, and I think he's actually gotten a lot better this season, which I prefer because like he was just kind of always Charlotte's loud friend. But now, like, I, you know, he has a little more character. I do like him and, is it Giuseppe? Him him and Giuseppe's uh, thing. I was a little bit, I was like, wow. You, you know, they haven't really done a lot of sex things in, like, it's been very sparse. Like, they had the one thing with Charlotte and Harry and the dry ejaculation. But it hasn't been as sex-filled with, like, sex issues, like, mechanical issues, until all of a sudden Anthony's like, no, I don't receive, I only, I've never, you know, been penetrated. And I was like, wow, we're just talking about this. Okay. It felt out of left field for this series, even though it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have batted an eye about it in Sex and the City. I was just like, oh, are we, they're actually candidly talking about penetration? Okay. Because, like, other than the thing with Charlotte and Harry where they cut away, it wasn't that big. And then also they had another, like, montage of everybody having sex at the end of the episode. Yeah, which which I I noticed that, too. Some of it was fine, and some of it was like, I don't know if I like this. They begin the season with that, so it's like they, it's almost like they opened up the clothes because they begin the season of the montage. yeah, Yeah, I guess they decided to bookend it. But I was okay. kind of like, some people were having, like, a bad time, and I was kind of like, why would they be having sex? I okay. did like, I liked how they handled Lisa's pregnancy, though. See, I, I feel Although like Although I, I guessed it before it happened. I feel like, yeah, that's my thing, too, is I don't really like the idea, because I feel like they've done this in a few TV shows now, where they announce pregnancies, and it's like, things may be complicated because of career, or age, or whatever, and then they're just like, oh, guess what? Uh, We miscarried. It feels like that has actually become more of a thing in TV shows, so I just, I feel like it's... I almost wish she had (sighs) just decided to not have the baby, like, on her own. Yeah. But I guess, I mean, I know a lot of people have had miscarriages, so, like, I... It is something to talk about. It's not that it's not that they decide to do miscarriage because I think I think it's very important 
because miscarriage is pretty common, unfortunately. I think it is important for them to discuss miscarriage, but it was so fast. It's like they announced the pregnancy, they let it simmer for one episode, and then she miscarried, pretty much. Yeah, it was a little... But Naya's ex-husband is having a baby. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I said that. I said, oops, Katie was right. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> I was, because I was, like, rethinking, like, the whole time I was watching, I was like, did I completely misread that? And no, then I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> no, because, as we said before, time doesn't really assist in the Sex in the City universe. So no, it's like, not of, at all. Of course, like, it was like they just broken up, but yet she's somehow in the third trimester. Yeah, so. it was, so, well, maybe second. Some people yeah. plan those baby showers way in advance. Yeah. Which always scares me, because I'm always like, well, what if something bad happens? I don't wish that upon anyone, but, like... Until you're like in the third, even if you're in the third trimester, sometimes things go not great, unfortunately. But um, sorry, not to be a damper. I would just love, I I understand maybe they thought Lisa's pregnancy storyline would be too complicated, but I would have kind of, it would have been nice to see like a woman who was like handling it all because obviously there are women that do but i guess like also it's like thinking about the sex in the city 2 storyline that was the big thing right where charlotte was being overwhelmed because she was like trying to juggle all these things as a mom so maybe they thought they already had done that i don't know it's like i don't it's it's not that i mind the direction they went with the miscarriage i just felt like it just so happened so fast like it's like because they literally usually when you end the episode with a reveal and that's the big thing they ended that episode with the reveal that lisa told her husband she was pregnant that was the reveal at the end of the episode yeah only for it to be like gone like yeah in two episodes mm -hmm. but i mean yeah i don't know but i think it was the best situation for them i did appreciate that they weren't banging at the end because obviously like they were sad because yeah. i was like are they just is everyone good i was like geez but they like gave them a nice moment and i do like that she had the moment in the bathroom where she's like did mm-hmm. i wish the baby away i like and that he too. was like no it just wasn't meant to be because i think a lot of people especially like and uh, i don't want to get too like religious or anything or medical but like there are some people who are like uh, they you know they don't understand that like there's some people that think you have a miscarriage because you're being punished or something some people and that's why people like see miscarriages and abortion as very similar things and i'm like well technically they are but like one is you're choosing like and but there's different versions of it but what i i will say is a good conversation to talk about the reason most of the time when you have a miscarriage it's actually for a very good reason yeah and a lot of people have guilt about it and they think that they did something wrong like but like sometimes it just wasn't meant to be and it like the thing is genetics are a toss-up and sometimes those DNAs aren't gonna make a successful human being and I mean like genetically I don't mean like mentally or emotionally and sometimes that's just a reality and it's okay Um, but it is really hard like I've known a lot of people who have gone through like multiple miscarriages and it is always upsetting Yeah, and and it's okay to be upset about it but I think we do need to have a conversation about like sometimes it's okay and sometimes it is for the best, even if it hurts. Yeah. That that is how it goes. I'm telling no and disclaimer, I've never suffered a miscarriage, so I'm just saying from like friends and family and watching these people and like I think that's a healthier 
narrative that we do need to tell birthing people because I think some people put pressure on themselves when they do suffer miscarriages and it's not your fault. Well, also, most I people think, don't do anything. I think the other hard part of, and I also, too, disclaimer, I've never been pregnant, um, but I think the other hard part is that you get attached to that particular baby and it's like you want yes. that, you want that baby. Like it, it, yes. it's like medically you're right. It's probably your body has some kind of spontaneous miscarriage because something was wrong with the fetus. And that's yes. what our bodies sometimes do. But at the same time, it doesn't make it easier when you think about like you're, you feel that baby growing inside of you and you're thinking about names for that baby and you're imagining that yeah. baby's future. And then suddenly that baby's no longer yes. there. So we also should let women grieve too. And I think the most hurtful thing you could say to someone is like, well, there'll be another it's like no that they wanted that but one you have you to know. yeah but it's okay to be upset it's okay yeah. to grieve but also like i feel like we the whole abortion conversation of like life begins at conception i think makes people also mentally have a really high standard for mm-hmm. any stage not saying it isn't your baby yeah but i'm like i feel like we do need to understand that there are many stages of life and you know I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you make people feel like maybe people would be able to be a little more logical about it if we didn't push that narrative in some yeah. spaces. But I don't know. I think you would still be sad no matter what. But I do like that they had that conversation. I and do that too. it's not her fault. It's not anybody's fault. It just wasn't meant to be. But it's but I also like that you can tell that they're sad and they're grieving and it's nobody's and it's okay to grieve and be sad about it. They did that with Charlotte a lot too. Mm-hmm. Cause Charlotte almost had a baby with Trey, I want to say, or no, no was it was Harry. Yeah. She, she Harry. miscarried. She miscarried with Harry. Yeah. So yeah. And it was like, that was a really good episode too. Yeah. Cause she, cause she, like, she gets herself together to go to Brady's first birthday party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a good, was, I will say I teared up a little bit with Adrian and Carrie. Yeah. Aiden. I said no, Adrian. Yeah, it's okay. Aiden. I, uh, that, that ending pissed me off too. Like, okay, let's disclaimer. Not because Aiden didn't want to be there for his child, because as a father, like, he is making the right decision. Like, yes. Abso- and when he said, the only thing I love more than you is my boys, I'm like, yeah, that's a real man and that's a real dad. Like, that's a dad should yeah. absolutely put their children before anyone else. But it just felt like, you know what? This is too easy if we just put Aiden and Carrie together. Let's put some drama in there and just push Aiden away. It just felt like lazy to me. Not that the character didn't make the right decision for his child. It's just that it's just like, well, let's see what else we can get Carrie into. And then maybe if the series ends in another five years, we'll just bring Aiden back to be with her again. I don't think he's going to be gone next season. You don't? You think he'll be back? No, I think he'll be back. I think Mm. they will still be together i don't think they broke up broke up i thought that basically that he was like i can't deal with this for five years like i can be with you be with you in five years and that's what he was talking about like not visiting or anything right during that time that's what i'm confused it was a very confusing breakup if it was a breakup but then it kind of didn't seem like it was a breakup i don't know i don't understand why she can't come visit him yeah I don't get that either. Was he saying it would be too hard, like, on him to only be able to see her every so often? Also, she just bought a fucking house for him. And I get it. No, and I'm not saying, like, yeah, obviously the kid needs to... Well, it's only four years. Yeah. Because he turns 13, but... Or 14. 
in a month. But I really think... And then the whole thing with Seema's boyfriend moving away. And then they... I did like that they still went on their beach vacation. Yeah. That was cute. But I was also like... I was confused that they actually broke up. I thought they're just like... He's like, I can't come visit. And I gotta be with my son for right now. So I feel like maybe... It would be really stupid for them to bring him back and not bring him back earlier than five. I mean, I don't think they're going to wait five years to bring him back. Yeah. Why waste our time with that then? Yeah. I don't know. And see, that's the thing that, like, bothered me. It just felt kind of like... And, you know, the thing is, is just like that has been renewed for a third season. So there is a third season that's coming that was yeah. news. So, yeah, it's like... Oh, I don't know. Now, I will tell you somebody who did have a satisfying kind of story this episode for me was Miranda and Steve. I did like that. I did like them. I liked them talking and... Okay, I went to hear it. But when he was like... She was like, well, you were right about everything but us. And he was like, no, I was right about us for a very long time. I was like, I still want them to... I, 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 uh, I don't hate Miranda as much as I did earlier in the season because she seems to be humbled and she seems to be being Miranda more now that she has a job that she can focus on because I think Miranda just is a better Miranda when she's employed sorry she's just she's a working girl but I don't want her to like I I like the late in life you know sexuality journey I think that is something that people go through I, I do like that that's there but I'm also like I still want Miranda and Steve to kind of work out but at least they left it so they can still be friends and that they can still co-parent and they're not fighting and yelling at each other anymore, which is good because it was kind of ridiculous. And Che and Miranda, that was uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable about that. Che, I mean, the jokes were kind of funny, but I was like, would you not have like, I mean, I don't know. It seemed kind of mean, but I'm curious what, what the fuck is Che going to be doing if Che's given up? If they've given up on their comedy. They say they're like working like that. They're basically like being becoming a new person. So maybe they're like in the return to comedy. But maybe they'll figure out like some kind of new routine. Because maybe they're getting back to the roots of who they were. Right? Like is what yeah. it feels like. But that working was, at the Was it offices. weird that seeing Sarah Ramirez. They basically. I, I, don't, I don't remember Sarah Ramirez ever doing stand up comedy in real life. So, obviously, they taped this after the fact. But, like, they did just, like, throw a wig on and put Sarah Ramirez's old hair on them. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, is this Grey's Anatomy? This looked- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it looked just like them on Grey's Anatomy. But but I think I think Che struggling with the fact that they, all of their comedy, all their stand-up had to do with, like, their identity. I think that's hard a hard thing to talk about on stage. And I think maybe they feel like maybe it almost feels like it seemed like they were putting on a performance in both when they were talking about being like, a like ladies do all the ladies feel this about men. And then after they had come out when they were like, they're like every joke is about being non-binary. And I'm like, I feel like they very much isolated one part of their being and they focus yeah. on it. And that's not true to yourself because you are a many-faceted individual. And I do like Che more. Again, I just... And I will say I like that they acknowledged that they were like, Miranda, we were just a mess. Yeah. I was like, yes. Yes, you were. Yeah. So I'm unsure about this 
the the other part the NB person. Yeah. That I can't remember their name. I'm blanking. I feel um, bad too. I can't remember either. But I'm I'm I mean it was kind of cute. At least they only kissed. Because at first I was going to be like, listen, we just met this person. Let us get to know them before they're just... Unless it's Samantha Jones, I want to get to know a person before I see them just thrust in on a TV show. Well, I don't know what it is about me. I just like to get to know them first. And that's what I guess we'll slowly <laughs> kind of wrap up our talk. But do you feel like Miranda got something going on with like the, the reporter lady? Cause it ends the BBC with, lady? Yeah, yeah. I'm confused. Yeah, because it ends with them talking in the bar. I was like, oh, are we setting up that this is like the new romance that Miranda may have? Or it is it just like Miranda it. being successful? And Charlotte's successful at work, too. That mm-hmm. was fun. Yeah. Oh, Charlotte had a great speech with Harry where she's like, I'm actually asking the bare minimum out of you. And I was like... yeah. Good job. Mm-hmm. Also, they kind of over overshot the Sam Smith. Oh yeah, buying a portrait from Charlotte. They were like, and then I was like, was it just me? Or was it just awkward when they staged like Charlotte's coworker talking to them? Yeah, and they were just like, oh, she's cute, isn't she? Yeah. So that's a terrible Sam Smith. That is not how Sam Smith talks. But them and their friend were just kind of like, oh, ha ha ha, and the girl bows to them and i was like i don't think sam smith is that proper of a person they're pre- they seem pretty chill also um, I, but anyways i'm the most awkward person ever around like famous people and i oh, don't think me too i don't think i've ever bowed like i'm like i've never gone to the level of like girl curtsied yeah girl curtsied with a jacket she wasn't even wearing a skirt <laughs> i was like this is a little too staged I felt like someone just as friends with Sam Smith and was just like, hey, can you come on? But you only have to film for one day. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. But it was cute, Charlotte, going out and getting drunk with everybody and coming back and the whole family's like, mom, where the fuck were you? And then Naya reconnecting with the cute chef from the bar. I was like, that's good. Good for Naya. Although it's weird because Naya was like, I don't really know anyone at this party. I was like, didn't she go out to brunch with these people like three times? Right. Like, I was like, because I'm confused because like, Seema's only gone out to brunch with them five times too, but Seema's like BFF with most of them. So yeah. I'm very confused. I'm like, well, because there's no, there's no time limit. Time does not exist in, in just like that world. So it I'm doesn't. like, has it been three months since Naya met them and three years since Seema met them? I'm so fucking confused. Right? <laughs> so. How long ago did um, Big Big die at this point? That's what I'm like, I don't know, two years? Yeah. Like, two years? Yeah. I don't it, know. Maybe two years. That sounds about right. Yeah. But anyways, I, I do like, I'm. did we miss anybody? Who else, who else did we have? I think that's pretty much all the characters, like, or at least all the leads, right? Did we forget about Brady and Lily hooking up? Like, that seems to have, like, completely gone oh, off the wayside. Well, no, no, we mentioned it because it, it was, a. it was like, two episodes ago that that happened. So that was, like, and they, yeah. kind of, they kind of dropped it. They haven't really brought it back up again. We see Brady smiling at like yeah. uh at them as they're talking on the pier but i don't think we even saw yeah, just, we didn't see lily did we in this last episode we saw her when charlotte just, went just off. when charlotte came back home yeah so her and rock were both like mom what the fuck yeah i don't know it was interesting to say the least but no i do think i think it's definitely better than it's not as much of a train wreck 
as the first season. Yes, I would agree with that. Absolutely. So, yeah, I I guess I am looking forward to a season three more than I was for season two after season one of And Just Like That. So, I don't know. I like everyone a lot more at the end of this season. Yep. Um, But who knows when we'll get it with the writer's strike and the actor's strike. Um, Did you see... Uh, Aubrey Plaza brought little Sebastian. I did. To That's the, awesome. To the strike. That's pretty awesome. Little Sebastian is SAG after, apparently. Probably not. I don't know what animal actors have, but, um, anyways, but I guess we should let y'all go. We've been having a couple of technical difficulties, so if you only hear my side of it, that is why, because Brittany's computer decided to revolt, decided to revolt after we started talking about it, and just like that, apparently, it's sick of us talking about that show. But have a good night, have a good week, have a good morning, whatever it is when you're listening. Be sure to wash your hands. And COVID is on the rise again. I I just had several people in my life who, luckily, I haven't seen in person, but like I was planning on hanging out with them pretty soon. They're like, I got COVID. Oops. So be be careful. It doesn't seem to be as bad as the prior versions, but especially if you're immunocompromised, be careful. And be kind to everybody. Um, There's a lot of hurricanes heading all kinds of places. So also be weather conscious. And I feel like there was something else I was going to say. Oh, next week we're going to listen, watch Bones and All. So be sure to watch Bones and All. And that is on Prime. Prime, Amazon Amazon Prime. Prime. So that'll be the next one. And then we'll let Brittany say hers. And hopefully... It saves. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we love you guys. In the words of the late great Bob Barker, "Oh, rest in peace, your pet. Rest in peace, Bob. Control the pet population. Spade and new your pets. Um, we love you guys so much. Uh, we are finally getting a little bit cooler weather. When I say a little bit cooler, we went from like a hundred to eighty nine. It was ninety four when I drove home today. Ooh." Small victories, small victories. <laughs> so uh, just preparing us for spooky season, spooky season, fall Ooh, hard. Yeah. Love it all. And of course, yeah, watch Bones and All on Amazon Prime. Uh, thank you so much. And we just look forward to seeing you again. Same mm-hmm. spooky time, same spooky channel. Yes, stay spooky, y'all. Stay spooky, y'all. Bye. Bye.
Grindhouse Girls podcast is a production by Katie Dale and Britt Ray. Our editor is N.R. Moody. All music used is royalty-free and can be found in our annotations. You can follow us on all of our socials. And if you have any comments, questions, or just want to say hey, our email is contactus at grindhousegirlspod.com. Thanks for listening.